Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. In 2016, I almost had a breakdown. My kids were three and seven. I owned a small family business. I had just ended an almost three-year cycle of breastfeeding my youngest son around the clock. My kids still didn't sleep through the night. I was worn out and unbearably fatigued. Coupled with having zero time for myself, I found myself lost and anxious, and ended most days in tears because I continually lost patience with my kids. I was an older mom and had spent a lot of my single life diving into myself to understand why my life was the way that it was and how to shift it. But I had lost the time and space to do anything like that in the busyness and complexities of my life. I decided that I had to get to know myself again. This was a very different than the idea of getting back to myself. I was different. I had evolved into a mother of two, a wife, and a business owner. I knew I had to figure out a way to carve out a little time to fill my own container. I had loved yoga since the moment I did my first child's pose at the Himalayan Institute on the Lower East Side in New York City. It fed my body by stretching my muscles and building my strength. It focused my mind by encouraging attention to my breath. And it nurtured my spirit by opening myself up to new inspired thought. On that dark day in 2016, I decided that I would commit to doing at least three sun salutations each and every day. Now, for those of you who have no idea what a sun salutation is, it's a series of poses strung together by the breath and takes between 30 and 90 seconds, depending on how fast or slow you do it, to do one sun salutation. I knew that I could find three minutes a day to do this, and I wanted to learn if consistency was more important than length of practice. I hypothesized that it was, merely because the thought of a 30 to 60 minute class seemed impossible in my life. I am now almost six years into my daily yoga, and I can tell you that I was right. My self-care practice has become much more than filling my container. It has become a sacred time that I have carved out every single day for me to reconnect with myself, for me to check in and ask myself, how am I really doing? I get to review my internal world to see if I can understand what's going on beneath the surface. 
I can look at why that one conversation I had earlier in the day triggered me and ask what I would rather experience. I have laughed on my mat, celebrated on my mat, cried on my mat, questioned on my mat, and found inspiration on my mat. And my self-care practice was my saving grace when my husband and I began conversations about our relationship and how we wanted to evolve personally and together over our second decade of marriage. We began our relationship with the intention of always working towards our wholeness. This means understanding what our triggers are and taking radical responsibility for our own healing work. It's more challenging for sure. We are taught by our culture and society to look for our happiness and for our problems from the outside in. We're taught to blame another for our circumstance. And from a physical perspective, this seems true. But from an energetic perspective and from a spirit perspective, all relationships are a reflection of what's going on within me. We talked about this in the last episode. And it's in this reflection where all the gifts lie. Now, a daily self-care practice was the way that I created the space for my self-connection and self-inquiry. But it can really take many different forms. Regardless of what form your self-connection takes, it's important to incorporate these aspects. Number one, consistency is something that you do regularly, preferably every day, that fills your own container and shows you that you're important to yourself. Number two, desire to move through the unfamiliar and uncomfortable with the intention of knowing yourself. Number three, trust. Trust that the internal work will lead you to a better place, even if it doesn't feel that way at first. And number four, support. Finding a cheerleader or support system to help you show up through the challenges. This could be in the form of a true friend, a coach, or a counselor. So many times when people come to me for relationship diversity coaching, they believe that their happiness lies outside of them. But by the time we've gotten through a couple months, they begin to see that it all starts with the relationship they have with themselves. They start to see how their internal world, once that place shifts, their outside world seems to shift as well almost seems magical. Now, this might be a new concept for you. So let me explain the idea of how your beliefs create your reality. If you believe that you're unlovable, you might create people who support that and can't love you for your unique self. If you believe that you're not worthy of love, you might create relationships where you don't feel seen or heard. If you don't believe that you're enough, you might never feel pretty enough, funny enough, smart enough, and all of that to your partner, even if your partner tells you how beautiful you are to them. These wounded beliefs can come from many places, but usually come from our youth and our family dynamics. They sit in our subconscious 
waiting to be seen, and will expose themselves if hidden for too long. These wounded beliefs are not the truth of who you are. They are a lie you heard from someone or somewhere that you took on as truth. And this is where getting to know yourself helps because it includes the process of bringing the woundedness to your awareness for them to be accepted and released. Yoga was the way that I found my way to help. But there are lots of other ways. Some other ideas are journaling, just writing down what you're thinking, writing down what you're feeling, asking yourself questions and answering them through writing, closing your eyes and asking yourself how you're really doing, going on a walk without music or headphones to really take in what is happening in the moment, having daily meetings with yourselves or daily dates to take yourself out for coffee and ask yourself how you're doing. And another one is prayer. Prayer to see the truth. I'm on my yoga mat a lot praying. Show me what's going on. Show me the way. Show me what's really underneath everything that I'm feeling. In all of these options, asking these questions will help you understand yourself better. How am I really feeling right now? What felt good today? What felt off today? What am I grateful for? What is a lesson I've learned today? How could I have done better? What's one new thing I've learned about myself? What's something that feels a little icky, but I'd like to learn to accept about myself? And there are countless other questions that you can ask. Think about sitting across from someone who you've just met or someone who you've had maybe a month-long friendship and your questions to each other are getting deeper. You're wanting to learn more about each other. What would you ask that person? Or think about a lover who you're getting to know and you want to know intimately. What kinds of things would you like to know about that person? and then turn that question onto yourself. Now, the thing I love about having these moments with myself is that I can just be me. I don't have to be polished. I don't have to play a role. I don't have to be what I think others expect me to be or need me to be. I can just be me. Feel my feelings. Think my thoughts. It is so liberating. And this helps me learn who I am on the deepest levels. Maybe the me I've been hiding from. Maybe the me I have been scared to see. Maybe the me that has been wanting so desperately to be heard and felt for the longest time. The me I'm scared others will not accept. The me I'm scared I won't accept but the me that absolutely has every right to be seen, heard, cared for, and loved. And the me who will create the most authentic relationships with others because it's the me who is finally living its truth. Understanding who you are, creating the space to consistently check in, and committing to your own healing will open the doors to more fulfilling and enriching relationships. 
It's also incredibly helpful when faced with societal programming about how and who you should be. Because when we break out of what society or culture tells us we should be, or how we should be in relationship, we need to have the clarity, confidence, and certainty to stand in our own truth, even if it's being challenged. More on this in the next episode. Stay tuned and stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.